Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and this is going to be an end of season wrap up for Star Trek The Original Series Season 1 This is essentially going to be our top 5 episodes of the season along with our worst 3 episodes of the season and a couple of honourable mentions uh, so the way we're doing this is that we work together to make a top five that's our top five as a pair, as, as you know, already cancelled top five. Uh, same with the, the worst three, and then the honourable mentions though are just going to be like individual. A couple that I liked that we didn't get a chance to mention, a couple that Carl liked that he didn't get a chance to mention, and that's what we're going to do. So yeah, it does help that we were we were mostly in sync on this season of TV. Yeah, we so didn't. We didn't, we, we didn't really fight much on nah, this, did we? We were pretty easy going when it came. In. This this was actually really easy to put together, uh, which I was, yeah. wasn't expecting when we sat down to do it. But the end there, there have been times where we've done these sorts of lists before and we've fought hard over them, but. Yes, some some of the the end of year awards uh, that we do, uh, yeah. we 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 struggled in some cases uh, at the end of twenty sixteen, but uh, so we're going to do this now. This this is going up in the usual slot that the next episode of Star Trek is going up. However, we've actually already recorded the first episode of season two. Uh, that will be coming midweek, so you're going to get that middle of the week, and then you'll get. Well, the next one in the usual slot next week when we get to it. So, yes. um, so this isn't so as much as this is in the slot of the regular episode. You're not actually going to be behind in episodes. We're still going to do episode one of season two uh, for midweek. So that's still coming. So without further ado, let's get into this. I think we'll do the worst episodes first. We'll build to the the best. I think that makes yeah, a lot of sense. Uh, so the worst episodes. We've got a top three here, or worst three, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, so number three. Is episode seventeen, the Squire of Gothos, and this is uh, an episode. This was, uh, and there will be spoilers, by the way, for the episodes as we're talking about them. Probably, uh, I just I'll give you that that blanket warning there. Um, but Squire of Gothos is an episode that is like the third or fourth episode of this show, and you know, in one season, where we had a sort of random godlike entity who has like, all this power and can do pretty much anything that he wants. Uh, although this episode takes it in the form of someone who's obsessed with Earth because he's been watching it from a distance. Now, so far, you're thinking, that sounds okay, what's, what's wrong with this? Well, like I just said, this was the like third or fourth time we had a, uh, a godlike entity like this. So that's that's the first problem. That's it. I, I don't know if it's, like on that function, just that much worse than those, but already, when you go into this episode, you're, you're immediately a little bit bored by that idea. Yeah, I, th- I think it is. It's, it's not so much that we're waiting for the reveal and then the reveal was disappointing. It's like, you get right away, e- even if he's not a godlike entity, he has so much pu- He makes people like vanish and reappear whenever he wants to. He can teleport things, he can make things out of nothing. They're, they're, we've already seen a character like this who has this powerful that it just kind of like, okay, we've been here, we've done this before. Uh, and even though it had a different spin on it, like he was obsessed with like Earth's culture from a certain century, because that's like how long the you know the, the took the light to get to him. So he's been watching like you know four hundred years ago instead of what was you know present day. Well, actually more than that because we're in the future. <laughs> it was like <laughs> four hundred years from pre- or present day, you know, or whatever it was. But you know, even more for you know Star Trek yeah. time. Um, and ultimately, he just wasn't that interesting a villain. He he he, he was kind of annoying, and even the, the other characters treated him like he was annoying. Right, and that's it. He was kind of just a teenager at, at the end of it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's that's boring because everyone loves angry teenagers. Oh, yeah, they're great. Oh, yeah. We all love them so much. 
so that is uh, the Squire of Gothos at number 17. Uh, no, sorry, that's episode 17 at number 3. Uh, we're, doing a, we're not doing a worse 17. Which would be really bad if we could do a worse 17 out of 29 episodes. That'd be depressing. That'd be rough. Um, so number number 2 in the worst 3 is episode 21. It is the Return of the Archons. And this is an episode where they go to a planet which is rather Earth-like, even though it's not actually Earth. Um, but everyone seems to be stuck in what I'll call Amish times. Everyone is dressed like that. Everyone seems to like have this weird, sort of almost purge-like time yeah. of night where they all start fighting. And then they all go back to normal in the morning. And the characters go down, they're trying to figure out what's going on. And there's these weird druids that seem to like enforce all the rules. Um, and the reason why we didn't like it very much is partly because a lot of the episode is them just standing in rooms talking about, okay, why is it like this? Um, and it's not very interesting. And then eventually the, the druids come for them. And then we spend the second half of the episode doing the same thing we did before, but just this time they're in a prison cell. Yeah. It's still, it's still in a room, just a different room. Yeah. And um, so like Conceptually, it's a decent idea for an episode, hmm. but it feels like they, they didn't have enough to make an episode. So they just kind of went round in circles. It feels really dragged out. Yeah, it spins its wheels. It feels like it's not even the final draft of the script. It feels like the, this was written quickly. Uh, yeah. Because it feels like there is ideas here to explore. They, they just don't really get to them. And the end result is that this episode drags a lot. Like It, feel, it feels like three hours long, uh, <laughs> honestly. Um, the end of the episode is that they find out it's a computer that's decided to uh, keep things stagnant. Uh, and it's you know, and the ultimate showdown is Kirk shooting a computer. Uh, kind really? of idea. So yeah, and I, I, I know we're not watching Star Trek for you know amazing action set pieces, but oh boy! Oh, of course not. Yeah, Star Trek's all about the ideas, which is why people standing in a room talking about something actually on this show can be very appealing. Just in this particular case, yeah, not when they're talking about the same thing over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that's number two. Number one, the worst episode for us in season one of Star Trek, the original series, is episode 15, Shore Leave. T- talking about spinning your wheels and being repetitive. This, this had an idea for five minutes. Yeah, it had an idea. This, this could have been a, a five-minute like special they put on like in a, a variety show or something. And instead, they, they do the idea again and again for an hour until it ends and yeah. it just kind of and there's no stakes at the end it's just like oh this is like a theme park there's nothing actually going on here it's just to give you something happy and they go oh okay I guess I'll just stick around and you know relax yeah like the whole episode is hey look thing I thought about is real hey look thing I thought about is probably trying to kill me oh never mind it's fine it's just it's just a game yeah yeah, but and that's really not exaggerating it's basically character encounters something that shouldn't be there then we kind of learn that it's what they were just thinking about and it just keeps happening and it keeps getting them into hijinks. There's a really long fight because one of the things that someone's thought about ends up fighting Kirk and it, it's this long, drawn-out thing. Um, there's just no stakes and then you find That's out... Because it, 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 you have things like a, a fight plane and stuff and it's like, what's going on here? Yeah. It, just, it feels random. It feels like there's no direction to the episode other than what's going on. And even like... You know, most of the characters stop really caring about it. Kirk still cares about it, but it never really like. It feels like it's maybe try to go for like an invasion of the body snatchers kind of feel along the way. Where okay, Kirk's watching everyone else act weird, so he has to figure it out. And 
you know, which is actually, it's funny because there's actual, an actual Invasion of the Body Snatchers episode later in the season that did it better. It wasn't a great episode, but it was better than this. Yeah, definitely. So, ultimately, it's just very repetitive, and by the time you get halfway through it, you're begging for it to like do something different and new, and it never really does. It yeah, just it's, ends. It's definitely the most boring episode of the show because, like I say, you're engaged for about five, ten minutes where it's like, okay, stuff's new. It's happening for the first time, so it's new. Yeah. Yeah, the, and, when the and, bunny shows up at the start, you're like, okay, what's going on? This is weird. Right, but then it just happens again and again and again, and it's just so boring. And it literally ends with, just when things are, you know, reaching a, a tipping point, the, the guy who runs the place just walks out and says, oh, hey, this is just a park, don't worry. Yeah, come and have fun. Okay. And, so. and then they take actual shore leave and have some fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's our worst episodes of the season so we'll move on to our best now we'll save the honourable mentions for the end because I feel like if we give the honourable mentions it, first yeah. yeah it ruins where we might go in the top 5 so number 5 uh, best episodes of the season number 5 is episode 27 The Alternative Factor now this list is probably going to end up being quite boring and being what a lot of people pick as their best episodes however this number five is our one wild card. At least, yeah, we got, we got controversial. And the only reason, I mean, to be honest, I, I wouldn't even have thought this would have been controversial when I watched the episode. It was only it was only after I watched the episode, after we recorded the review. We recorded the review praising this episode, and then we just happened to notice afterwards that it had a really low rating online. And we went, oh, that's weird. People didn't like this one? Okay. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, there's a, sure, there's a couple of weird... Mo- I mean, I comp- complained about the goatee, of course. The, the um, There's a lot of controversy right now about Superman's moustache, of course. Um, that pales in comparison to the goatee in this. Indeed, indeed it does. But um, other than that, like, I thought this was fantastic with some great ideas and this this idea of like two alternate versions and one try to kill the other so he can like take over and... and like, some stuff. fantastic visuals. Yeah, the, the, that weird like negative blue space, which is like the the corridor between realities. Like, this was good trippy stuff. Like, I was all into this. Yeah, I I don't understand what people don't like. I love this episode. Yeah, there was, a, there was a genuine mystery as to what was going on, and like the the answers were kind of fascinating. Which and Star Trek is kind of what I want. I want them. I want it to go. Oh, it's what? Yeah, exactly. Um, so no, I I I I like this episode a whole lot. That's my that's our number five. Number four is the Galileo 7, which is episode 16. Um, it's funny, this one actually uh, sandwiched in between two of our worst episodes. 15 and 17 both appeared in our top three worst. <laughs> so it's really interesting that one of our favourites is right in the middle of those. Uh, but the Galileo 7 is a fantastic character episode because it, it puts Spock in a leadership role with other members of the crew, including McCoy, uh, down in this planet. They get stranded in a shuttle. Um, now we we did of course talk a lot about how uh, like shuttles could have saved them earlier on in the season, uh, yeah. but obviously the writers hadn't thought of them having shuttles yet because well you know because uh, yeah, that episode it says Sulu is stuck in the planet all episode and the transporters aren't working. It's like yeah, well you had a shuttle. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it it's that kind of the old theory of you know fluid continuity at the yeah. start of a show or whatever where uh, until things are actually defined, it's like oh yeah, this is what things are. Yeah, but I like this episode a lot because A, it gives Spock this time to shine as a leader and it really puts into question how the crew see him and they have this kind of arc where they kind of understand him a bit better by the end of the episode and Spock learns to not be so, well, Spock. Yeah, it, it's it's very much the 
you know, like the, the centerpiece of the idea of logic versus emotion in this show. Yeah, yeah. Where Spock has to, you know, take into account the emotion and, and use that as in part of his illogical judgments. But on top of that, the actual just core premise of this the episode is that it's just a fun episode of survival. So it's a, it's a good story. Like they're they're trapped yeah. in this little planet and the ship's not working. They're trying to fix the ship, but there's something on the planet trying to kill them. And on top of that, there's a ticking time bomb where eventually the ship, you know, the Enterprise is going to have to leave them. So they have to stick around long enough in case they can get them back. So the whole thing, like the concept's fun, the character stuff is strong. It's a really nice episode in that. Kirk is kind of sidelined for a change, which I love Kirk, don't get me wrong, but it's actually really nice to give the spotlight to someone else for an episode. It is, um, yeah. So, uh, now that, this was this was a great breath of fresh air, you know, after that really bad episode, and then unfortunately the next one was also really bad. I, I think this... it really goes to show how there is no, like, rough patch of the season, or great patch of the season. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, very... it's, it's very up and down. Yeah, yeah there's, there's no section of the, the season where I think, oh, that's the that's where it hit it strayed and kept kept it strayed. It's very hit and miss, which just maybe just shows the uh, maybe writing this was different because you know how now all the writers get in the writing room and they they yeah. plot out a season together and they basically plot out every episode together and then the writer will just go and write the script for the episode. I wonder if this was a little bit different where a writer would just be given an episode and beyond the basics of like who the characters were and what the rules were. Maybe, yeah, it was basically do whatever you want. Yeah, so. You know, or even if it wasn't do whatever you want, maybe it just wasn't a case of they weren't communicating with each other. So that's why the quality could go up and down so yeah, definitely. You know, so rapidly. Um, but that's number four. And uh, number three is episode ten, the carbonate maneuver. And this is this, this episode, I think I said this back in the review. This episode screams Star Trek to me. This is there's a weird object out in front of the Enterprise. We don't know what it is, but we're trying to figure it out. It's doing something weird, possibly hostile. We have to react. That's yeah. Star Trek to me, in a nutshell. Yeah, and it's it's a lot of fun because you obviously have. Is it you know first it's like oh it's a game of chess and it's like no it's it's a game of poker and it's it's, it's, it's all just uh, like almost like a submarine battle you know outwitting the enemies without seeing them. Well, kind of, because later on in the season we had a submarine episode, and we even right. said in that 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 episode that that was more like chess, whereas this one was poker. Well, yeah. that, that, that was the big. They were both very different, and I, I actually kind of like that we've got those two to complement each other because it it shows you the different techniques. Whereas, whereas here it's all about calling the other one's bluff and putting on a big show because eventually the other ship's like, "Oh, we are all powerful, and I can blow you out the sky uh, so very like, easily." Yeah, yeah, it's like, go on then. And then Kirk basically fakes a a, a power. He, he, you know, he tells them, "Oh, if you destroy us, we have like a." Basically, Fail safe, basically, yeah. basically mutually assured destruction. Where if you yeah. kill us, you will die. Yeah, too. the messaging was really strong in that episode as well. Yeah, yeah, because obviously this is during the Cold War as well. So there's a lot of yeah, lot of and then it obviously it ends with uh, you know the, the them trading passenger essentially. So it's like yeah, they, they learn about each other. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Little Clint Howard when he was still still very small, and uh, now now he's going to be in a Star Wars movie. I mean, look how far he's come. All right, uh, number two. Uh, so number two, episode twenty-two. No surprising here. Uh, Space Seed has uh, made it, and I, I think obviously it's kind of where the list gets boring. Probably because everyone has these picks, but honestly, not only is it a, an exciting episode, and obviously it leads to bigger things. Uh, quite simply, this episode has the best villain of the season. Absolutely. The most, and 
not only the best, but also by far the most interesting. Like, he has a very... Like, his beliefs, the way he thinks, the reason why he wants to do things, all of it's kind of fascinating. All of it works on a level that... A lot of our episodes are missing. And that's not to say that... Star Trek's actually got pretty good... It's actually quite funny. I think the Marvel movies could learn a lot from how Star Trek does villains. Because I feel like even the, the lesser ones are typically at least a bit more interesting than what you might find in Thor Yeah, 2. that's fair. <laughs> you, you know, like, they, they typically have something about them. There's like a, a yeah. twist to them. Uh, and Khan's a, a formidable foe. And he really puts the, the, the crew through their... You know, through the ringer, like they really yeah. feel tested when they have to deal with them. Yeah, it's also one of the the handful of episodes where the villain is a, another human, oh, mm. an enhanced human, sure, but yeah. he's a human. He thinks the same way they do. You know, maybe he's a bit smarter, but the core ideology is is similar. Like they they understand each other on a level that most of the other villains you don't get. Yeah, and what I like a lot about him as well is he, when Kirk does actually match him in something. Can Can's impressed at first. He doesn't get angry. Yeah, he has a respect for it. Yeah, he respects him and then thinks about his next move. Like so, really, it's a really strong characterization. Like they really thought that character through, and obviously the performance as well. But like it was like, no, this is who he is. This is how he. And they really give it thought. Nothing was just done because. Like everything felt very aligned with the idea of who the character is. Yeah. So. No, and obviously it led, and obviously everyone liked it enough that it, they got a movie sequel out of it. So right, and it's kind of the sense of well, this is why why it's got the movie though, isn't it? It's like it's mm. because it's such a great performance, such a great villain. It's like well, yeah, sure, if you got to pick one, makes sense. So yeah, that's number two, uh, and number one, our favorite episode from season one of Star Trek. And it's probably not surprising. I mean, if it wasn't going to be Space Seed, it was going to be this one. And that is The City on the Edge of Forever, which is episode 28, just one before the finale. Um, I think it's interesting that most of our favourites are in the latter half of the season. Yeah, I think the... the, the, the I mean, we were saying before, the, the first half is kind of very consistent. Hmm. Whereas this, the second half, it has the, the, the highest highs, but it has the lower lows as well. Yeah. Um, Carbonite Maneuver is the exception, but everything else we've mentioned is in the second half of the season. Um well, depending on how you count episode 15, because that's bang on in the middle. But, like, so it's just interesting that, yeah, it was consistent at first, and, you know, it was fine, it was good, but not amazing. And then, second half of the season, oh, we have an amazing episode, but oh, we also have a really bad episode, but we've got an amazing episode, and then. Uh, but Setting Edge of Forever, of course, is a story um, of time travel, where the effects of time travel and the ultimate message of sometimes you have to let the bad thing happen to, uh, you know, t- take the loss to make the play. Yeah. You know? You know, take the hit, basically. But it's it's one of those rare times that Star Trek had genuine emotion in its, it, it, with a, a new character, you know, with a, a throwaway character. Yeah, because Kirk obviously falls for this woman there in the, the, the 20s or the 30s. I think it was the 20s. 30s, maybe? I don't know. 20s or 30s. Um, and this woman, like, is supposed to die, but because McCoy's went back in time and changed things, she she's lived and it's actually led to like Hitler winning World War Two and all everything that you know dominoed on from that. Yeah. And so it's this weird thing where they have to let her die, even though she's you know a good person, she has the right ideas, but she's in the wrong time. And uh, it's just it's a really touching story. There's a lot of really fun stuff like Kirk, Spock trying to blend in, you know, you know, on Earth and in, in that time period is a pretty good hit. Um, the relationship between the characters feels very, very genuine. Like Kirk falling for her is actually quite touching, um, and you know, so 
Yeah, it's, it's a fantastic episode. It really is. It's, it's really, really good stuff. Um, Do you know, um, I think I mentioned on that review that I'd say it on the next episode, but then forgot. Is uh, I read the comic adaptation so of the did. original yeah. script. Uh, I read it in that following week or so, and it's completely different. Like it's even the the setup. It, it's not McCoy that goes back. Uh, you know, he's not mm. he, he, McCoy's not even in it at all. It's originally like these these two guys. One one of them's like selling drugs to one of the other crew members, and when the the high one does something bad on the bridge, he messes up because he's all spaced out. He, he goes to rat him out, and the guy runs. He runs down onto that planet, and he runs through that the through the gate to escape Kirk. Hmm. So he's go instead of them following back to, you know, you know, save their friend. They're going back just purely to save history and to punish this guy. It completely changes the the whole narrative, really. McCoy not being in there, I wonder if this was written early, before they'd made a bunch of episodes, and before McCoy was really seen as the third main character. Because, obviously, there's a lot of the other characters who are in and out of the episodes, depending, Mm. and they all have small roles. Uh, I wonder if it was a case of when they got closer to it, it's like, okay, now we know you have McCoy in this. McCoy is the third main character. He has to be there. Um, be. And that's how they changed. They started to change it, and then it became these different things. Yeah. Um, uh, even the actual, the city is very different. Like, you know how in the episode, it's the one, like the, the gate itself is like a, a sentient machine. Mm. Uh, in the city, there's, there's, there's these actual beings that watch over it. And like, there's actual figures there that stand guard and, and proclaim the messages and stuff. It's a lot more sci-fi in that sense. Honestly, it doesn't sound like it's any better. It sounds worse to me. Oh, it's I. I wouldn't say it's worse. I, I don't know if I'd say it's better either, but it's just, it's very different when when you're reading it. It's just not when I when I heard that they, they adapted the original script as if it was important. It sounded like to me, oh, it's because it's this lost masterpiece of like you know the episode could have been better if they'd actually just done the script. And it doesn't sound that way to me. It sounds like... No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it'd be better. But it's a, it's a very different thing when, you, when you're reading it. Hmm, interesting. It's worth um, reading. Honestly, I'm pretty sure there's going to be an episode, if not the original series, of one of these, where obviously the stuff with the women won't be there because it, it would just be this episode again. But I feel like the whole we're ch- chasing someone back through time because they're a criminal is probably going to pop up at some point in probably, Star Trek. Yeah. I, I am highly, I highly doubt. Uh, it's interesting. So we got a comment. Um, apparently, we, we were complaining, or not complaining, but we were, we were speculating about how the Klingons look so different in the original series. And then, of course, later on, they have all the ridges and all that, and that's yeah. kind of consistent throughout. Um, apparently, in an episode of Enterprise, which we are a long way away from, uh, they do actually put in a an incontinuity reason for it. Yeah, I'd heard there was an incontinuity reason at some point, but. We're yeah. a long way away from it, but and obviously we get into discovery, and they look very different again. So I'm sure they'll give us a reason there. Oh, discovery is much closer to. It's closer, definitely. Yeah, yeah there's still it's, ridges it's, and stuff. They're just it's still different to what we expect. There you go. That that, that has been our. I did not expect this to last as long as it did, but no, we, we didn't even do honorable mentions, did we? Oh, we can still throw them in. There's no reason why we can't just quickly mention them. We don't have to talk about them. Just to <laughs> throw them in. Um, my my two honorable mentions. Uh, tomorrow was yesterday, which is where the episode where the. Uh, the Enterprise goes back in time to what at the time was present day 60s uh, and a pilot uh, from the Air Force because they're investigating the strange flying object, of course, which is in the sky, which is the Enterprise, and he ends up on board the Enterprise uh, and they have to try and 
mess around with uh, sort of getting him back down so no one knows he's there. Um, it does play a little bit weird with its rules at the end. Uh, yeah. But other than that, it's a really fun episode. Uh, and the other honorable mention I've got is Balance of Terror, which is actually the one we alluded to earlier, which is like the uh, the submarine battle, which is like the game of chess with the Romulan ship. Uh, it's a really fun action episode. Uh, that's all kind of very submarine mode. They'll just try to predict the other one's next move and then react to it, and it's good stuff. Yeah. So that's my two honorable mentions. Uh, I've got three. Two of them are very similar for a reason, where uh, this is Court Martial and The Conscience of the King. And they're both quite similar in the sense that they deal with the the, the crime and the the investigation mm. and the, the trial in court martial, obviously. But they're they're very similar in that respect, where it's it's Star Trek dealing with, or, or, you know, just those very basic ideas that we see on TV elsewhere. But I think it does them very well. And then the other one is uh, the Naked Time, which is of course like, it's episode four. It's the first time in Star Trek where I was like, oh, okay, this is why I'm watching it. Uh, it was the first one that did something really interesting, I think. Fair enough. There you go. Uh, so that is our favourite and least favourite episodes of Season 1 of Star Trek. Uh, we will do this again at the end of Season 2, and then again at the end of Season 3. If if Season 3 has a, you know, five that are worth putting in the top five, this, the, the reputation it has does not it, indicate it. It, it might well. be a, a three best and a five worst. It may be. It may be for Season 3. We'll see We'll see how we feel uh, come the end of the season of that, but... That is us, so thank you very much once again for watching. Uh, get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz. Uh, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Let us know in the comments what your favourite episodes of Season 1 are and what your least favourite is. Uh, are you surprised by any of our picks? Do you highly disagree with them? Any of that stuff, uh, do, do say so. Uh, but that is us. Get us on patreon.com slash TV if you want to support the channel. But otherwise, guys, that is us. So thank you once again for watching. Keep watching TV. We'll see you next time. <laughs>